Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, uh, we just wrapped up a conversation with former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster, trying to get some perspective in terms of how these kind of decisions uh, play out. And, of course, uh, he is deeply steeped and has a deep experience in terms of Afghanistan and Iraq and many of the military operations there and uh, had a lot to say. I think it was really fascinating in terms of where we are and how we look at uh, objectives and outcomes uh, and how if we become too focused on a singular thing, such as ending everything by the anniversary of September 11th, uh, that that becomes the end as opposed to just a piece of a, of a broader puzzle and a bigger strategy and how he really felt that is what undermined and created a lot of the chaos that we're now watching play out uh, was the fact that the objective was so laser-focused on a date uh, and a date certain to be out that it didn't allow the strategic planning to take place in terms of what does that look like and how do you execute that. And because of that, there was that uh, so many things that have just flat out been overwhelmed. Uh, we have been monitoring and watching both the White House press briefing along with a uh, briefing with Secretary of State Antony Blinken. And uh, I want to dive into this just a little bit uh, in terms of what it all means and how it all looks. So in a news conference uh, just within the last hour, about the last 30 minutes, Secretary of State Blinken said uh, that they would continue to work uh, to get people out of Afghanistan after the August 31st deadline. Uh, just take a listen. Let me be crystal clear about this. There is no deadline on our work to help any remaining American citizens who decide they want to leave to do so, along with the many Afghans who have stood by us over these many years and want to leave and have been unable to do so. That effort will continue every day past August 31st. The Taliban have made public and private commitments to provide and permit safe passage for Americans, for third country nationals, and Afghans at risk going forward past August 31st. Okay, so uh, a very strong statement by Secretary of State Blinken, uh, and it is a strong statement that seems to contradict uh, what President Biden said yesterday uh, as it relates to that August 31st deadline. Uh, Many were looking yesterday that if uh, everything was going to hit, and the Taliban, of course, has reiterated today that uh, nothing past the 31st, and uh, if that means that the not only the evacuation of Americans and uh, third-party nationals and uh, Af- Afghan citizens who want to be out because they are at risk, uh, that, that all has to wrap up in the next 72 hours because it's going to take a couple of days, I think, to just get all of the uh, remaining 54, 5,600 uh, troops and equipment and all of that uh, out. Uh, and who's the last person out? Uh, what, what does that look like? Who's protecting those last uh, few soldiers that are that are heading out of Afghanistan? What does that look like? Are they secure? 
knowing that if the Taliban says, hey, we're going to there, there will be consequences past the 31st. Uh, so there seems to be some conflicting information. Again, this is, goes back to our conversation. If there is conflicting information coming out of the administration, it creates uncertainty. It fosters chaos. It causes our allies around the world to wonder. It causes uh, our allies within Afghanistan to wonder, uh, even in the region, are, do we really have their back? Are we just going to pull up in the middle of the night uh, as we did a few weeks ago? And what does that mean? Uh, and and why, why is that taking place? Uh, so there's so many things to unpack and unravel uh, as we watch this play out. And, of course, the most important thing or some of the things that uh, – H.R. McMaster shared with us in terms of what comes next, in terms of who's in charge, who are we negotiating with, uh, what does that mean, and uh, and what can we do about it? And there's so, there's so much uncertainty yet uh, in in play there, but a lot of it is going to come to a head over the next few days, and we're going to continue to break that down. And to me, the thing I wish the president had done yesterday, I thought this was a look down the barrel of the camera right into the homes and living rooms of Americans and tell the truth, be transparent, and then lay out the vision, the strategy. H.R. McMaster said, look, you got to reframe the situation. So if you got to reframe it and say this is what the mission is, this is what the objective is, the American people can handle that. Trust the American people. I am so tired of politicians say, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Uh, Flip it on its head. Mr. President, those in your cabinet, those who are around you, trust the American people and give them the information and then tell them what the objective is. Tell them what the cause is and then invite them to be part of it. And the American people will step up. We need to quit having everyone at every level say, oh, you just got to trust me on this. You just have to trust us on this. This is complicated. Uh, That's not helpful. It actually fosters more distrust and worry and angst amongst the American people. So trust the American people. Be transparent. Be honest. And then lay out an objective that everybody can get behind. And if the objective is to get our allies and our citizens out of the country, if that is now the objective, period, full stop, tell us that. And if the objective is to make sure we've got a path for all of these refugees to to have a chance, and if the objective is to make sure that everyone who has been a friend and helped the United States of America and our military women and men uh, get out and get onto a new life, declare that, state that, and invite the American people to become part of that. Uh, this is a time for leadership. This is a time for not just leadership in terms of foreign affairs and strategy. Yet you have to have a communication strategy that is equal to your policy strategy. And the president needs to do that with the American people. Not one more press conference uh, patting his colleagues on the back and saying, good job for getting something passed in the House of Representatives. Uh, this is a critical time for the nation. Uh, the eyes of the world are on the country. Uh, we know that because our allies are not just having their eyes, they're having their voices raised about what is and isn't happening with the United States of America. We'll continue to break it down. Let's step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a little train ride, Freedom Train. And we're going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. That'll give you some hope and confidence on a on a Wednesday. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.